Welcome to The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. Synergy is what we create when we're with people. Humans are powerful beings when they're alone. Our capacity is infinite for the simple reason that, as souls, we have a heart and a body and a mind and a spirit. When those four things come together, they become a soul a unique and distinct individual capable of incredible things. But the things the human soul can do are even more powerful when it comes together with another soul. Synergy is, by definition, the interaction or cooperation of two or more organizations, substances, or other agents to produce a combined effect greater than the sum of their separate effects. What does that even mean in a practical sense? Well, there's an expression, a popular expression, the total is worth more than the sum of its parts. But that's especially true when it comes to people. Humans become exponentially more powerful when they're united in thought and intention and volition because everything that they're thinking and feeling at all times will affect the other person and the energy between them intensifies. So this show is learning about how to become more personally powerful and mindfully proactive, both when you're alone and with other people. I'm going to cover a lot of topics in the next hour, and if you have a question you want to ask or a comment you want to make, go ahead and give me a call. The number here at BBS Radio is 888-627-6008. So today, we're going to be talking about self-actualization. Now, that's a very cachet topic because it's how everyone wants to be at a higher level of existence. Most people like to think of it as their level of spirituality. But in more practical terms, it's just about being the best you can be. Yes, there are levels of existence. Some say there are seven. Some say eight. Depending on your religious philosophy, you might not know exactly what you believe when it comes to this sort of thing. So during the show today, we're going to take breaks just to give you a chance to reflect more intently on what you think about this information as I go over it. What do you believe as a conscientious individual? Today, I'm going to talk about eight different levels of existence. Now, they fall into three categories. Proactively harming others, withholding good from them, or doing good to and for them. Okay, that's, that's three categories, but there are eight levels of existence. I'm going to give you examples of each of those levels. The first one is hurting others for your own pleasure. The second level, hurting others because of your pain. Number three, Hurting others as a way to manipulate them into doing good for you. Number four, withholding good as their punishment and a motivation. Number five, withholding good as a motivation to get them to do good for you. Number six, doing good but only as a reward for the good that was done to you first. That you did First, well, number seven, doing good with an expectation of a reward, but stopping when you don't get it. And number eight, 
doing good with no expectations and continuing to do good when you're harmed, being able to recover because the good that conquers evil is that catharsis. And it's unselfish and unconditional. But okay, let's just think about it in terms of you being your potential, the best you can be. It might be easier for you to contemplate it maybe in percentages, being 100% of what you can be. Well, starting at 0%, how do you change as you improve the state of your personal condition? How much better do you get as you improve who you are? Do you know? Have you ever thought about it? Have you ever looked at yourself, examined your actions and your feelings and your thoughts as you are getting better? The principle, again, is good conquers evil. It's more powerful, and good will always win. It doesn't feel like it all the time because, you know what, bad is, it's pretty bad, and it's very contagious. Today, I'm going to be talking about something very personal. I'm actually going to be referring to this in the context of a homeless shelter that I personally stayed in very recently. Now, when I first got there, the grievances that I had to file against this place were not only because of the way I was treated, but because of the indifference to the needs of the people that were running the company here and their responsibilities as the helpers of these people who were coming to them, their blatant disregard and harmful attitudes to the residents. Instead of doing nothing but complaining like most of the people there did, becoming more toxic, I decided to take action. What happened? I actually have a really great story to tell I'm going to give as proof that the good conquered the evil was unbelievable. In fact, most of the people who have been there that I still speak to on the street, just sort of as their representative, and they say, where did you go? What happened? We miss you so much. I say, yeah, it was a temporary situation, and I think it was more important for me to learn just about how powerful good can be, because the help that I gave you while I was there really did make your lives better, and it gave me the opportunity to talk to my listeners and my clients about how to be a better person in a worst-case scenario. Okay, so who should come first, do you think? Let's just hypothetically. If the staff is being disrespectful to the residents and the residents are undermining everything the staff is doing, and so all we have is this vicious cycle of the people working there being frustrated with the people not listening to them when they say, go sit down. Well, the the people who are there saying, well, I don't have to listen to you. It's my right to do what I want. Okay, who should stop first? Who should start first? Okay, well, some people would say, The person doesn't deserve to get any help if they're going to behave in that disrespectful way. Okay, well, some people would say, but people in that situation are in a less than ideal condition. And you know what? They might not actually have the ability to behave in that better way. The people running the show there who are in a position of authority in a healthful situation, they need to be the ones to take the lead to then say, I'm going to do good for you even though you're not doing good for me. Well, okay, but at what point should you stop? (laughs) That's it. I've done enough for you, and now I'm just going to go ahead and reject you. I'm not going to give you the help and support that you need. 
Well, because maybe you don't deserve it. Okay, well, who deserves help? Well, you know what? We're going to go ahead and give ourselves a headache now. <laughs> Let's talk about things just um, in the terms of doing and being more and better. Well, unfortunately, most people think of it in terms of having. Having more. Okay, having better. Well, you know what? It's actually more important to do more. Well, no, it would be better to do better, not necessarily more. But looking at how you're being, that's even more important than what you have and what you do because that's the source. People pick up on the energy. So, again, when we're talking about the people who live in that kind of facility, relative to the people who are working in that facility, it really is about the energy that they have with and for each other. I kid you not, I was so frustrated when I went into the office, I was just asking the receptionist about how I could get some help with some social services. Not only did they have an attitude problem, they disrespected me, and then they violated their own rules and regulations that were right there on the wall. They were written on the wall. They had security guards who were trying to threaten and intimidate me when I said, but I just have a question. Please just answer my question. And I looked at one of the guards. I actually said, you really want to hurt me, don't you? You want to put me in a bad mood when what I'm doing and what I'm asking you for is completely legitimate and valid. And what they basically said to me, it's not my problem. And I said, I said just very point blank, it is your problem. My pain and my suffering now in your presence is your problem because you're either going to make it better or you're going to make it worse. There is no neutral energy. You cannot now not play a part in a good way or a bad way in something that you know full well. You have the capacity to help me. You as a secretary supervisor, basically, you're the security guard. You have the authority to say to her, listen to this woman and answer her legitimate, simple, and basic question with respect. Okay, you know what? We're going to go ahead and take a break. And what I want you to do now is think about something. Ask yourself, how often do you see people being proactively harmful to each other for no good reason, no reason other than to make people feel bad? We're going to take a break now. While you're listening to some relaxing music, ask yourself, how often do I display this behavior or put up with someone else displaying it? This is The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona.
Welcome back to The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. We're going to open up the lines to listeners. Again, if you want to share your thoughts or ask a question, the number here at BBS Radio is 888-627-6008. Now, today we're talking about healthy, proactive behavior. And we were talking sort of in the context of an example and an experience that I've had in a place that was supposed to be helping people, you know what, they were actually doing more harm. But the question that I asked before our break was, how much do you put up with people proactively doing harm to others? Again, you can think of it in several terms, percentages of your full potential. There could be levels of your spirituality and your existence. It really comes down to having more, having better, doing more, doing better, or being more, or being better. Okay, so when you're thinking about how reactive is your behavior, how much do you put up with negativity, knowing that other people are harming other people, sometimes just for pleasure. I'm serious. I could not believe how often these people that were working in this company supposedly to help the homeless. It was a homeless shelter. They had food services. They had um, social services. They had medical services. They had security and protection. They had all kinds of different help to give people but you couldn't even get to the help because the people who were in administration and the security guards were hurting others for their own pleasure, deliberately withholding good from others. Well, you know what? Sometimes it was to manipulate them. But again, the question is, if there's someone who has a need and another person who has the ability to fill that need, and they're both behaving in a negative and a destructive, in a reactive way, harming each other, who has the responsibility to take the first step to start doing good? Because we'll say it again, good conquers evil. It will always win. It is more powerful. Okay, so I basically went into this place and I said, you know what, I know that you're going to say things that are provocational, and they're confrontational, and they're disrespectful, and they're destructive to me. I'm not going to behave that way because as the higher level of existence, doing better is more important than having more. But being better is even better than doing better because being better is about the source of your thoughts and your feelings, not just your actions. That means being aware of what you're thinking and feeling every moment that you're thinking and feeling those things. Self-awareness and self-actualization, well, that's a, that's a tall order. You can't just do that out of nowhere. You can't wake up one day and say, I want to be more spiritual. I'm going to behave better. I'm going to speak better. I'm going to be more successful and more fulfilled. That's about getting to the core and the source of who you are actually taking care of yourself enough to be a better person. Okay, so that means not manipulating people. When other people are being manipulative, deliberately saying things that they know for a fact 
that if you're a human, are going to drive you crazy. How in the world can you conquer evil with good? You have to be aware of what you're thinking and feeling at the time. Like learning how to be centered. That could be emotionally, it could be mentally, it could be physically. But when it's all three, that's a spiritual experience. Taking time to master skills is a good idea because not only will it have an immediate payoff, but a better condition and elevated state. Well, there's a there's an expression that I like. Early to bed, early to rise, eating right and exercise makes a man healthy and wealthy and wise. Okay, so get enough sleep, wake up early, eat good food, get some good exercise and physical activity. That's a formula for health and happiness and prosperity. Well, let's just say, look at you. What what should be the order? Because you can't do all of that. Life doesn't allow afford us that opportunity all day, every day. Time just doesn't always give us that freedom. So what order should going to bed, getting enough sleep and exercise, eating good food? Well, different people would say what's important most is their, their diet. But I've always said exercise first because that will make you tired enough to get good quality sleep. When you're very tired, you are going to go to bed early, and when you go to bed early, you wake up in an improved state. And then eating well will just be something you desire more naturally because your body will be working to get in balance, and it gives you the energy to continue exercising and sleeping well in a high-quality way. But then there's also about your personality. How much do you do your dominant function? I've had a couple of shows on about um, functional order based on your personality. It just comes down to being centered, how you spend your energy. I'm going to go over it really quick. If you know the four letters of your personality, keeping your activities in the proportional order. Okay, so of the four letters of your personality, the last letter is either P or J. If the last letter of your personality is T, that means the second letter of your personality, the N or the S, will be extroverted. If the last letter of your personality is J, then the third letter of your personality, the T or the F, will be extroverted. So then, that means the other letter, the one that's not extroverted, will be introverted. Okay, so you'll have one extroverted and one introverted activity. If you're an extrovert, that activity needs to be the one you do more. If you're an introvert, that activity needs to be the one you do more. You have to do your dominant function for at least eight hours a day. Taking care of yourself, putting the mask on yourself first in addition to eating right, exercise, early to bed, early to rise, your soul will have a more balanced, a more centered energy. When you create that positive energy inside of yourself, other people feel your positive energy. They're attracted to it and they absorb it. And when they are in a bad mood, they come around you and they become in a better mood because of your better mood. Energy is contagious. There is no neutral energy. And you are responsible and accountable for everything you say and do for people, to people. 
Okay, so when we're talking about it's really not good, you're you're doing harmful things to other people because you care about having more. Okay, you're just maybe withholding things from people in order to have better. Well, it could be because you know what, I'm I'm going to go ahead and give you a little bit of stuff, but only with under certain conditions. Well, that's that's doing more, but is it really doing better? Now, let's think again about the quality of your being, being a better person. Well, we still have to think about doing better in terms of how much you do, but while you're doing something, the quality of your energy, even before you get to the source of your activity and the source of your energy, because that requires a different kind of awareness. That's a profound self-awareness. It's, it's important to be honest with yourself. I remember when I was a little girl, my father said to me, as I was trying to pull a fast one on him, <laughs> he said to me, honey, you're a closer. And I am not. What's a closer? And he said it means you're either going to be a, um, a politician or a salesman. And I said, oh, that's not that's not that's not a good thing, is it? <laughs> and you're gonna you're gonna convince people to get what you want, but be careful. You're gonna you're gonna lie. It's, you're gonna don't lie. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, there's three kinds of lies. You can lie to strangers, and you're going to miss out on some pretty important opportunities in your life. When you lie to friends and family, you're going to die alone. But when you lie to yourself, you start believing your own lies. That's when you know it's over. You've got nothing left. You may as well pack it up right there. And he walked away. I went, oh, my God, that's so scary. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Everybody lies. Everybody... You don't have to lie. Most importantly, you have to be honest with yourself. When you know what's going on with yourself, you're empowered to do and be better. Yeah, and that's the only way you can be honest with others. So we're going to go ahead and take another break. I want you now to think for a few minutes about how honest you are with yourself when it comes to how you affect other people with the quality of your energy. This is The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. Welcome back to The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. And today, 
We're talking about self-actualization being the best you can be, maximizing your positive energy. Well, there's having more, and there's having better, and there's doing more, and there's doing better. Well, but really there's being more. How about being better? Each of those descriptions is a level of your existence, not only of your awareness, but of the health of the quality of your soul. The better quality you are, the less quantity you have to have. And the more real what you give is, the less people will demand because what you're giving them is the real you. It's about being honest. As I was saying before in the last segment, that you really do need to be honest with yourself before you can be honest with others. And we're going to go ahead and let listeners know again one more time that the number to this station here is 888-627-6008. If you have any questions you want to ask or any comments that you'd like to make about these topics, feel free to give me a call. Now, it was interesting because I'm talking, too, about the experience that I had in a shelter. There were some people there, residents there, who were very, very disrespectful, and they were confrontational, and they were aggressive, and they were inappropriate and rude and immature and vulgar. And Okay, you know what? That was inappropriate behavior on the part of the people living in this shelter. But what I couldn't believe was the people who were in this facility running it. That was administration. Sometimes that was just the security guard standing outside. Sometimes it was the reception, the um, experts, the help, the professional help that was behind the scene once you passed the initial um, reception center. They call it the welcome center. I forgot what it was called for a minute, but... Yeah, the Welcome Center. You can't even get past the Welcome Center. It took me almost three weeks just to get past the Welcome Center because the people in the reception area, the administration, they would answer your question with a a question. They wouldn't answer you. And they wouldn't, sometimes they wouldn't even talk to you. They would ignore you blatantly or they would make a disrespectful and confrontational remark insulting you. Sometimes they would swear directly at your face. Now ask yourself this, do you think that if the people asking for help are being rude and vulgar, they still deserve to be respected Okay, and treated with that kind of consideration by the reception and staff administration? Well, okay, do you think that if the staff is being confrontational and uh, insulting and demeaning to the people asking for help, do you think they deserve to be spoken to with that kind of respect? Who should start? Who should be responsible to take the first step? Well, again, keeping in mind that good conquers evil and that you can do more powerful things with positive energy than with negative energy. Okay, well, ask yourself now, getting yourself into a higher quality state Would you rather be right or be happy? That's not very accurate. Sometimes the only way you'll be happy is if you're right. The problem is we have a very warped sense of what right even is. We define it as the opposite of wrong. But actually, what's right is just being morally good. It only exists when you do the right thing. 
which may involve letting yourself be wrong. Well, what is, what is wronged? It's making a concession that people are more important than the circumstances or the situation. It means you could be right. Absolutely. You know what? What you're saying is totally and completely accurate. What they're saying is totally and completely wrong, and you still let them win. Because you know what? It really isn't about winning. It's about coming together and sometimes saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and let you have this one, and I'm not going to be confrontational with you. I'm going to say, okay, my energy is still positive, even though yours is negative. That really does give that person the chance to say, I want to continue to be with you while you are being positive, or I'm going to move away from you. Because when someone is calm and peaceful and happy inside their heart and mind, in spite of what's being done around them, that means that the people around them have to choose to either continue to be positive, to stay with them in that kind of space, or move to a different space where that kind of positivity doesn't exist. There are people who knowingly abuse their power and they willfully, proactively do harm to other people, but positive energy does not afford them that opportunity. Well, you know what? Appreciating the difference between quality and quantity is very important because being comfortable with less, not having the physical or mental and emotional rewards and fulfillment means that you're reaching a higher level of spirituality. But that also means that you understand that anything you ask for from someone else, you must be ready and able to give it to anyone else first. Don't ever receive what you do not give. That can be physically or mentally or emotionally, socially, monetarily, whatever. It's always good to know the solution to a problem. <laughs> that requires first knowing what a problem is. And that means that you will be able to have the discernment to bring people in your life who will reflect that. Everything is related to and affected by other things. Sometimes the struggle just comes down to knowing what exactly needs to be addressed or resolved. And then doing the work to fix a problem, it's another kind of challenge entirely. It's not as originally, you know, or as hard as you originally thought. And the point you really need to keep in mind is your positive energy is worth it for everyone, even if that means taking the time to get yourself recentered in order to have that insight. When you are in a higher quality state, you will have that improved mind, ability, and awareness of your body and heart. You can actually say to yourself, I understand what the problem is. Okay, now I'm ready to, to find the solution, to carry out the solution. Human behavior is very subjective, so it's vital to know what words and behaviors mean to the person who is speaking, who is listening, behaving in any particular way, as the listener and the observer, it's your responsibility to know how to respond to people. The key is 
having fulfilling relationships as the foundation of not only preventing unnecessary conflict, but also resolving genuine problems and inevitable problems. Interpreting different actions can be challenging if you don't understand people. You're not going to understand them until you understand yourself. And that's why it's important. Again, I tell people it's very important to know personalities, how to interpret that information. There's a lot of information out there about personalities. Yeah, and some of it's more accurate than others. (laughs) But it's worth it to be able to say, I care about you enough to take care of me, to put me in a high-quality state, put the mask on myself because... When I'm breathing and I'm relaxed, I don't have to worry about what I'm doing to you. Everything that I'm doing to you is high quality. And you know what? When I was with these people, it took me, get this, you're going to love this, six weeks to get a case worker. Apparently, the policy and procedure of this particular facility, you know what? You're supposed to get one within a week. They would not let me get a caseworker. I couldn't even get to the administration in the other building. I kid you not, was one building over from the open center, welcome center, whatever you want to call it, the reception, literally the receptionist. I could not get to that other building. And when I got to that building, the computer, oh, their computer didn't say the same thing that the welcome center computers said. Apparently, the receptionist in the other building, she was looking at the same screen, but the words on it were different than the receptionist in the welcome center. Okay, now that didn't give me a right to lose it, to get really angry. I don't know what would. Okay, now (laughs) go ahead and think about in your life, just in your daily life, we're going to take a quick break again. Think in your daily life about how you are absolutely right and the other person is totally and completely wrong. And that gives you the right to act out and get your anger because you have a right to... How often does that happen in your life? Do you think you could actually conquer their evil, first of all, by letting yourself be wronged and then reciprocating with a positive energy? This is The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. Welcome back to The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. And today we're talking about becoming a higher quality soul. There's having more, there's having better. There's doing more, there's doing better. There's being more, and then there's being better. 
It's about reaching your full potential by conquering evil with good, by knowing that positive energy is infinitely more powerful than negative energy, and your ability to affect the world is infinite. But only if you're in a high-quality state, taking good, good personal care of yourself. Well, there are just going to be certain things that are going to make you have a hard time in life, doing that in life. It's not easy. We have challenges. Sometimes there are things, external things, that overwhelm us. Sometimes there are internal things that make us struggle. So we're going to go over now six different ways that you can take care of yourself to get yourself into a high-quality state. Before we go into the first three, it really is about being more as a person as a higher quality, getting to your potential, 60 to 70% of your potential, not reactive, but proactive. I want to tell my listeners a really interesting thing. I was really disappointed when I was going through this facilities, um, procedures, policies and procedures, trying to get help. I just wanted to get a little bit of help from the social services. And you know what? I was like, what I'm asking isn't even that hard. Other people would have walked away. I said, no, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to get the help from these people that I know that's literally within an arm's reach. And I'm going to figure out why in the world they are so hell-bent on saying no to me. Well, everyone that, that was working there said, don't trust anybody here. All your stuff, always keep an eye on your stuff. They are drug dealers here. They are fanatical. They are psychotic. Don't ever trust any of the people. And all the residents were saying, don't trust any of the people that work here. They're out to get you. They want to make you fail, and they're horrible, and they're evil, and they take advantage of you. And I said, you know what? Yeah, no, I don't really want to do that. I don't, I don't agree with that. So I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to continue to be respectful to the, the uh, authorities here who are disrespecting me and trying to confront me and intimidate me. And I'm going to befriend the residents who are completely off their rocker because they're being mistreated by the people running the show. Okay, so different things that can happen to you in life just making you negative. One of them is losing focus. It's so easy to lose focus in the world and in life. It can be challenging because distractions are everywhere around us. Keeping your eyes on the prize is a big part of reaching a personal goal. So when you start to lose focus, milestones and rewards are an encouraging way to confirm your progress along the way. It's a positive energy creator. A milestone definition is a stone, a stone has set up beside a road to mark the distance to a specific place. This can consist of an object or an event marking a significant place or a change. Now, personal milestones are important in the process of personal growth because depending on the distance to someone's ultimate goal, confirmation along the way to the finish line is vital. Milestones need to be close enough to each other to sustain a second wind momentum, but far enough away to push someone just outside of their comfort zone. There can be up to four milestones between where you are now and the place you would describe as success. If success is too far away for four milestones to help you maintain your personal momentum, then the process may need to be broken down into smaller steps. Some people call them baby steps, but that can feel degrading to certain personalities. When they're described as milestones, a genuine feeling of personal accomplishment is created. 
and the positive feeling becomes a powerful positive reinforcement. The trick between close enough to sustain momentum and far enough away to push you out of your comfort zone is understanding that there are some things that the human body is just naturally inclined towards. Something being challenging doesn't have to mean it's overwhelming. Now, how to set up constructive milestones for yourself. A basic example of a healthy goal would be to lose 50 pounds. Four milestones to reach that goal would be one milestone every 12 to 13 pounds. Okay, a milestone every 12 pounds would be a nice focus and a constructive standard. But since many medical experts recommend that a person shouldn't lose more than three pounds per week if they want to be healthy, that means a 12-pound loss shouldn't happen any sooner than one month. So that means losing 50 pounds, maybe realistically four or five. Oh, man. One month may just be too far away for certain personality types, particularly sensory perceivers, to have as a milestone, as a landmark they're aiming for. So breaking down that goal into four smaller steps, like three pounds per week, well, would afford them more opportunity for positive reinforcement instead of 50 pounds, right, four months away. Okay, so we're looking at weekly goals. The most important thing to keep in mind is that the reward needs to be pleasurable and satisfying and a positive reinforcement without canceling out the work that was done to reach that goal, okay? So you need to know what your goal is and relative to what your ultimate purpose is, get yourself something good, creating positive energy as a confirmation for yourself. Yeah, to reward yourself to keep that positive energy, then when you have negative people around you, they're not going to affect you. They're not going to infect you because your positive energy will be good. Sometimes, you know what? We just have resistance to change. We, we want to be good, but we don't know how to be good. And our body is saying, but you know what? I'm really more comfortable being bad. Well, then I tell my clients, maintain your focus with a checklist. A daily checklist. Now, generally speaking, lists are more enjoyable for J's and P's, perceiving judges, okay? You know what? Judges just like them. They'll make them for themselves for fun. But lists can be helpful for everyone. Checklists on a daily basis because they provide a sense of focus when people are going through change. And it's that additional confirmation and positive reinforcement because just the accomplishment of that one thing is the reward. Okay, well, you know what? They also do well with checklists for the reason that it reminds them because we're constantly being distracted. At the end of the day, physical confirmation is important, but knowing what you're doing as you're going through your day is even more important. So you need to keep it in the ratio of one to four, your list, any list that you make, okay? One constructive thing that you already do consistently that doesn't demand excessive thought or effort. One thing that you do well but need to be reminded at times to do that makes you feel good when you've done it. And one thing that you do sporadically, because it's challenging, it requires concerted effort, but it builds your confidence when you've completed it. And then one thing that you don't currently do at all, but you want to start doing regularly. That would make you incredibly happy. So again, that one to four ratio, when you have a list, you can have a list of four things a day. It can be eight things a day can be 12 things a day, but again, that one thing that you put on your list that you want to do more, better, whatever, needs to be in a 25% proportion of the other things on your list. 
So now, what about when you just have low energy? Okay, yeah, that's just all day every day, the lifestyles that we have. <laughs> we can have low emotional energy, low physical energy. Periodically feeling tired and overwhelmed in life is inevitable. The world just doesn't give you what you need in order to stay at 100%. So sometimes you just need a shot in the arm. Well, when someone or something in your life starts to drain you, having activities to recharge yourself is vital. Hmm, okay. That's something people inject when they need strength and energy. Well, you are going to have things going on in your life. Taking care of yourself in a healthy way is important. Keep yourself energized, but these are some rules. Number one, keep any objects that you use in a place or circumstance where you can have immediate access to them. Number two, don't use any activity or object more than twice per day. Number three, don't spend more than 10 minutes doing any activity unless it's pre-scheduled by you. Number four, don't spend more than 50% of your hourly pay rate to purchase anything needed for the activity. Do the math, half of what you make in an hour. That's something that you can spend on a shot in the arm. Number five, don't place any demand or pressure on any other people without their prior knowledge and consent. They must feel prepared if you ask them for their participation in giving you a shot in the arm. Number six, do not consume more than the equivalency of 10% of your daily caloric intake. Number seven, they must be powerful and effective enough to improve your overall condition by at least 33% when you're done. Number eight, they must be predetermined specific activities corresponding to specific circumstances so that little or no thought is necessary in the moment that you are selecting which shot in the arm you need. Number nine, you must completely mentally separate and emotionally detach from anything negative in your environment so you will be fully engrossed in the positive activity that you are doing. And number 10, you must immediately deal with any issue or problem that generated the initial need for you to give yourself a shot in the arm when you are done. Okay, so go ahead and, and play this back. This is the show of the archives. You can go ahead and play it back and write the list down of the different things that need to happen when you're taking care of yourself in this way. But again, when you're doing these things for yourself, if you know that you are becoming a higher quality soul, other people in your life are going to help you, they're going to support you, and they're going to cooperate with you because when you're done, you will be exponentially better for them as people. Now ask yourself this question. We're going to take one quick break so you can go ahead and think about this question. How often do you take care of yourself, either with milestones and rewards, giving yourself a shot in the arm? Oh, you know what? It's very important to know how you're doing, maybe with a checklist. You're listening to BBS Radio. This is The Power of Synergy, and I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona.
Welcome back to The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. Today, we're talking about becoming a better quality soul. There's having more. There's having better. There's doing more. There's doing better. There's being more. And there's being better. Now, we're talking a lot about how to make yourself a higher quality because when you're in a high-quality state, other people are drawn to you. Good conquers evil. Positive energy is more powerful than negative. Knowing how to take care of yourself means that you will stay in a high-quality state even when other people around you are negative. They will either have the choice to become positive with you or they will need to move away because negative energy drowns in the positive energy that you create. Well, I want to tell you a story about what happened in the, the um, shelter where I was staying. One night, I didn't have the strength to pull my cellular phone out of the wall, so I left it there by the outlet. When I woke up in the morning, my phone was gone. And I looked around and I said, hey, has anybody seen my phone? I'm really tired right now. <laughs> Everybody just stared at me. Like, what? are you insane? And I said, Okay, I'll deal with this later. I don't need my phone today. And I walked out, and I had my day, and I, I said to the <clears throat> to the lady at the door, I said, if anybody turns in my phone, let me know. She laughed at me. She said, no one's going to turn in your phone. You're an idiot. And I said, okay, you know what? You have a nice day, too. <laughs> I took off, and I said to my husband, honey, you know, I think I may need to report my phone stolen or turn it off. I'm just going to deal with it later. So for the next couple of days, I said to the people there, you know, if anybody hears about my phone, go ahead and turn it in. And they, they started laughing. They said, the, the resident said, you know, the people who work here jacked your phone just to jack with your mind. And I said, oh, I don't think so. And then the people working there, they're like, you know, these druggies are worthless scum, and they're going to take it, and they're going to hawk it, and they're going to get all your identity. And I said, okay, you know, I'm going to have a, a cup of milk over there while you talk to yourself. Well, by the time I got out of the facility and I hadn't seen anyone for a couple weeks, and, well, there was a guy that was in the mail reception area, and, and he said to me as he saw me walking on the street, like, hey, I haven't seen you. I said, I know. I've, it's been a while. I've missed you so much, too. What's going on? He said, no, no, you wouldn't believe this. Someone turned your phone in. I said, what? What are you talking about? He said, yeah, and I have some of your mail, too. I've missed you so much. I can't believe they turned your phone in. And I almost started crying, and I walked back over to the shelter with him, and I said, wow, I can't believe that. He goes, no one's ever done that before. They even turned in your charger. And I said, wow, can I give you a hug? I know it's breaking the COVID rule. He said, absolutely. You know what, people? Good and bad are both very powerful. They can both affect people and motivate them to do things, good things and bad things. Which one is more powerful in your opinion? The only way you can truly make a difference in the world is by maintaining positive energy. That comes from positive thoughts. I never doubted for a moment that the people I was living with were good people. I don't know who turned my phone in. You know what? I still treated the people that worked there with respect, and now half of us are friends. And they they treat the people that are staying there differently now. I go over and I see them sometimes, and they actually are speaking to each other with affection and kindness. It's very important to remember that our energy is powerful when we're alone. It's exponentially more powerful when we are together. 
And when you take action, you're responsible for your actions. Responsibility comes with accountability. There is no neutral energy. So you have to choose in your life if your energy is going to be positive or negative. And for the next few months, I'm going to be going into detail of the different things that you can do to take care of yourself to create positive energy that will conquer negative energy to help you build your self-awareness and make you more prepared for situations when other people, they don't seem to want to do anything good. You can either continue to be around them and be unaffected by their badness or you can walk away and say, if you want to be with me, you can follow me. And that will reveal, it will give them the opportunity to reveal what truly they want because you might be surprised. Ladies and gentlemen, when you say to someone, I want you to be good in my world with me, that alone might be what makes them say, wow, no one's ever thought I was ever good before. Can I be with you? Tell me how you do that. And you're going to make the world a better place. I've been a relationship coach for 20 years, and I love teaching people how to be positive. This is BBS Radio and the power of synergy. Thanks for listening today. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona.